What's up, Whisper Nation? Just wanted to bring you guys the Monday mock draft uh, content that we did on our live stream on February 15th. I hope you guys enjoy this. If you guys want to join in on these future mock drafts, we do live mock draft streams every single Monday around 3 p.m. Eastern time. So make sure you're following us on social media. That is where we will be posting the links to the sleeper draft room. So if you want to mock draft with us, please follow us on Twitter at TF Whispers. That is where we tweet out the link to the sleeper chat room every Monday. All right, without further ado, let's get you to that podcast. What's going on, Whisper Nation? We are doing another mock draft Monday here, February 15th. Catch it live. Join us in Sleeper. Right here. Johnny, it's February 15th. Happy Valentine's Day, man. Happy Valentine's Day. I love you. Did they come to you yet? I did. Thank you. Uh, I was just eating them randomly, and that's that's just the best way to do it. Nice. You never never knew what you're going to get, but they're all delicious. Well, these are all chocolate condoms, so I hate to ruin it for you, but they're <laughs> every single one is. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> well, dude, you know, what? How was your Valentine's Day? You know what, man? It was good. It was pretty quiet with me and Philly Chelsea. Uh, we went ahead and and just got in the trenches the way D linemen and O linemen do our own version of Valentine's Day that way. But uh, <laughs> you're laughing over here. She remembers it. It was crazy. Um, no, we had a nice Valentine's Day over here with the Kit Kats. And um, yeah, man, how was you and Jade? We had a good time. Uh, I mean, we kind of we watched a TV show and like kind of just kind of hung out and enjoyed each other's time because we don't get to spend a ton of time together. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, so that was fun. And then we ordered out. We got some nice food and it was good, man. We enjoyed it. Nice. But. Man. But, dude, I am super excited for today's show. Why is that? Because today, we are not only... Normally, we just stream on YouTube, dude. Right, normally, right. we just stream on YouTube. Just to the two. But, but that's that's in the past, man. We've upgraded, oh, no. dude. We, we did. Are now, we are now up... We are now streaming on... Fa- or at least we should be. It's saying we are. Uh, we are streaming on Facebook, on YouTube... And on Periscope right now, so yeah, man. I think what's we next? Were- PBS gonna get them all. <laughs> oh man, this is exciting! So we're gonna be doing a mock draft. Yes, we're gonna be doing a mock draft, Austin. I mean, why don't you tell people? Love to. So Whisper Nation, whether you're catching us on YouTube, Periscope, t- Facebook, PBS, wherever you got us going. We're now tuning in, but we will be doing our draft from Sleeper. And if you join, or if you, excuse me, follow along to the Fantasy Whispers Twitter account, Johnny has sent out our live link for our mock draft that we're going to get started here in just a couple of minutes. The spots are filling up quick. But this is going to be a 12-team PPR Superflex mock draft. We've still got one, two, three, four, five, six spots left. So half of the room has been filled up. We'll go until... Uh, just a couple more minutes here to let Whisper Nation tune in and grab one of these spots to draft alongside myself and Johnny. But, of course, our number one fan, Jake Blay, the FB therapist just got in here, Jay Blizzy, our Whisper Nation Listener League champion. 
still hurts coming out of my mouth, but the truth is the <laughs> truth. And Captain Bob with that Buccaneers logo at the 1-1 one, one spot. So, Johnny, right, we're doing a 12-team super flex. That's going to be two quarterbacks, ideally one in your flex spot. Um, do you want to let Whisper Nation know any of the other rules here in case they're thinking about jumping in this mock draft? Um, yeah, it is a PPR, so make sure that that's also a, a factor. Um, but, yeah, other than that, I mean, just make sure you fill out a team. Oh, no defenses, no kickers, as usual. We like to we like to leave those out because that's going to – we always say draft that in the last round if you have to. If not, you pass on it. You get, you get a couple dart throws, right? You you just take take your time. You can pick those up the week before – a couple days before the season even starts, Austin. Yeah. You can pick those guys up. So uh, that's what we normally say. So in, instead of doing that um, and, and some people taking defenses and us continuously taking dart throws, uh, we just eliminated those two positions. So uh, it's a, a couple – fewer rounds uh austin but still a good time man still a great right. time. so now we've got so no defenses no kickers 13 rounds the rookies are in this draft but we don't know who they're playing for yet but they're still involved in this draft um ppr and other than that what quarterback two running backs two or three wide receivers johnny uh we have three wide receivers three wide receivers tight end defense and a flex option there. No kickers, no defenses, but in your flex option, we can play quarterbacks. Um, We do this every single Monday. If you miss this one, don't worry about it. We'll see you next Monday. And it's all building, of course, towards the mock draft marathon, right, Johnny, where we do 24 straight hours of mock drafting sometime in August. Yeah, buddy. So this is, uh, yeah, this is going to be really, really fun. We'll get it started here in just a second. I'm going to, I just want to say we got a couple shout outs here. Football therapist says, what's up? What's happening, guys? He said, man, I'm liking it. I'm liking the super flex. So we're excited to get this underway. We'll get started here in just a second. Uh, if you are new to our, our show, this is the first time you're tuning in. Make sure that you let us know in the comments and we'll throw you up on the screen. We'll give you a shout out. Uh, we appreciate you. Make sure you hit that like and subscribe if you can. Yes, please hit the bell. Ring the bell. All right, Austin. I think we should get started here in like maybe 30 seconds. We'll do 27 seconds. All right. We'll start in 27 seconds uh, as Austin likes to do here. And uh, yeah. Oh, we should mention that. No, no big Travi today. Uh, He is he is uh, having to take. uh, He has to do some family stuff. So he is uh out this week but he will be back next week for wish next. him your best he gets very nervous when he flies so yes. send him some love um and hit like and subscribe if you haven't done that so <laughs> all right Basically, travis hope you are doing well on your trip to washington all right man let's <laughs> let's, 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 let's start man whoop, whoop. Let's begin this draft Johnny, how has your mindset been shifting? We're doing mock drafts for a season that's eight or nine months away or whatever it is. What are you, uh, what are you thinking right now drafting for, for startups right now? Ooh. Anything different? Uh, if I'm doing like you're talking startups for Dynasty? No, sorry. Just like regular redraft leagues here. Oh, Ooh, if, if, if we're starting now, I'm, I would tell people you're, you're doing it too early. That's what yeah. I was telling them. <laughs> 
<laughs> we yeah. listen, it, and I should. Oh, Austin, I, I forgot to tell you this. I forgot to okay. say this in like the intro part, which I, I'll just say it now. The other awesome thing about us doing this, we do it every single week. This is the fifth week that we're doing in a row, mm-hmm. and uh, I did a. I had to get a graphic for uh, the the thumbnail and so i was uh i just had to do a quick mock and i noticed that everything is now updated they updated the adp so things are going to get a yeah it's going to get a little bit crazier like rookies we're starting to go in like the fourth round man like ajay went in the fourth so uh that will be interesting as well so uh that's why we also like to do these mock drafts not not per se to tell you to go in mock draft or to to do your draft this early, but sure. just to show you what the market's doing. Right. And you bring up a great point there. And we mention all the time of drafting early is not a problem. As long as you understand that it's going to shift a lot, that ADP come August when you're actually drafting. But we saw Trevor Lawrence right now in this <laughs> mock draft, taking the eighth spot ahead of Deshaun Watson, Lamar Jackson, Kyler Murray, Russell Wilson, only Patrick Mahomes is taken off the board. That, for me, is a little bit early, given that he hasn't thrown an NFL pass yet. I like the prospects, but um, this isn't a dynasty draft. Just remember that, computer. But it also shows like where the ADPs are setting in, and people are, people are getting excited about that Trevor Lawrence love coming from his pro day yesterday, huh? Yeah, definitely. I mean, that was, that was pretty impressive watching that pro day. Um, but what I will say is that, I mean, I get the hype of, of – rookies you know definitely i and the question is going to be interesting of just where we should draft trevor lawrence but i blame the computer solely on that pick because i don't think if whisper nation was in and this was full uh that that pick would have taken place uh quite so early but i do think that trevor lawrence is going to be an interesting case right because we've seen now multiple quarterbacks come in and instantly have impact and you know He's going to most likely go to the Jags, barring some crazy, crazy. So I guess my question is, Johnny, that in a redraft league, um, Justin Herbert or Trevor Lawrence for fantasy football? I'm going to go with Justin Herbert just because I've seen it and I like That's I've right. seen it before, and I yeah. and I like his weapons just a little bit more. But I, you know, that's I do think it's interesting. Like if you don't get Justin Herbert. Um, there's a couple other guys that I am intrigued by that I would probably still put a, above Trevor Lawrence, but I would definitely take him, you know, even if I'm in a single quarterback league, I think I would take him late, uh, just as a dart throw. Cause you, you don't know now what these quarterbacks, these rookie sure. quarterbacks aren't what they used to be. Yeah, I would, um, I, I might be on a little bit on the other side and maybe a little bit more of a conservative approach. I do recognize that. Rookie wide receivers, rookie quarterbacks are not the same as they were five or six years ago. They're coming in and making real impacts, and there are actual expectations of them year one. Um, But still, for me, I've just seen too many Jamarcus Russells. I've seen too many um, Carson Wentz's, Baker Mayfield, Jared Goffs, who aren't bad. Like, I'm not like these, these aren't like outside of Jamarcus Russell. They're probably going to be really good, but I need to see it happen first. I'd rather take an approving commodity unless it's like a wide receiver three whose ceiling you already know. Yeah, give me Trevor Lawrence. Let's say he's the greatest quarterback of all time, but I just that's a really hard, hard mark to hit to be yeah. on that, to be on that level. I would I would still take a approving commodity, and I would even go far as in dynasty. I guess I mean this isn't a dynasty draft, but 
how early I, I bet you got a lot of people in rookie drafts this year considering Trevor Lawrence at that one one spot. Um, I don't think I would take him there, but it would be hard for me to knock somebody. But where are you kind of yeah. thinking of, of Trevor Lawrence in a in a dynasty rookie draft? Well, yeah, so it's interesting here. We got uh, the football therapist saying for redraft Herbert and dynasty Eileen Lawrence. Uh, interesting. I I would. St- if you believe in the hype of what everyone's saying that Trevor Lawrence is the next Peyton Manning, then or Andrew Luck, both of those guys, uh, you know, yeah. you would probably take over over Herbert. So yeah, I, I think probably in a dynasty, I would go Herbert, or I mean, I would go Lawrence uh, over Herbert. But I do think that, or I wouldn't be surprised if you know five years down the line we're talking about these guys and you know we have a really nice foundation of quarterbacks that are starting to come through and uh you know i wouldn't be surprised if if he's one of the top five you know in the next couple of years no definitely not and i need to apologize whisper nation here i my my chat was being weird so i missed some of the people jumping in here football therapist what's going on guys what's going on man uh, he's liking the super flex me too i'm excited to see what happens i'm, I'm, I'm gonna go late on quarterback see what i can pull together jacob blay says yo what's up number one fan he's in that 12th spot again oh yeah I'm up here. Jacob Blay, number one fan here. What's up, buddy? Ooh, I like that Jalen Hurts pick, Johnny. I think that's such a he's like what he showed us last year at the end of it. I mean, he looks like the most exciting quarterback in the NFL right now. I know that it's too small of a sample size, but my goodness, he came in hot and left so, hot. So uh shout out to uh Smitty and because uh, Smitty of the, uh, the football show, he uh puts out great content. He actually had Matthew Barry on his show, and Matthew Barry gave a really interesting stat that I didn't even think about. Um, and that was that if you take Jalen Hurts what he did at the end of the season last year and you compare it to Lamar Jackson uh-huh. and what he was doing, his uh breakout season, it's very similar. And so he's he's like, I'm not trying to say that Jalen Hurts is the next Lamar Jackson, but the potential is definitely there. And I, I think it definitely is there. Uh, and so when you're in, you know, I'm seeing all these quarterbacks go and I was going to wait. Um, but, man, they're just flying off the board. And with the quarterback or with the computers in here, we know how sleeper is in the computer and they'll take like four or five quarterbacks. So um, I figured I'd grab Jalen Hurts. I like his upside. Uh, mm-hmm with the quarterbacks left on deck. I still think there's a lot of potential here, but sure. Sure. What the question, who would you take? I was going back between, um, you know, I'm not gonna do a full summary on this for whisper nation, but in that we're seeing some really interesting names in this super flex situation. Uh, Deandre Swift, CEH, Jalen Hurts, Stefan Diggs, Najee Harris, Deandre Hopkins waited until the third round. Chris Carson, Mike Evans, Justin Fields, Aaron Rodgers, Chris Godwin, Justin Jefferson. DK Metcalf not gone until the fourth round. Um, I was wondering here, like, who would you rather have right now, DeAndre Hopkins or DK Metcalf? I went DeAndre Hopkins, but I was really leaning. I was thinking about it a lot. What, what would you take in that situation, Johnny? I think once again, if it's for redraft, I'm going to go. I'm going to go Hopkins just because I I do think that they are going to be more pass heavy. I think that that's going to be what the Cardinals are going to try to make their DNA on. Yeah. So, um, and we've, and we've seen Hopkins uh, be the dominant uh, target market share there. And I think that chemistry is only going to continue to build. Like we have to remember that like 
usually it takes these wide receivers and quarterbacks a year to get you know gelled with one another and we just expected deandre hopkins because he he's been so amazing and he was amazing this year we just kind of expected it you know um but given another year another year for kyler um i do think that um that that would be the better situation for redraft and with all the stuff that's going on with Russell Wilson to Austin, like there, yeah. and who knows who the quarterback for Seattle is going to be next year, you know? Um, so that, that does put a little bit of hindrance on where DK and I'm sure that might be a part of why he slipped a little bit further uh, because there's some un- uncertainty there and they might run the ball more uh, a little, you know, because of what Russell Wilson's saying uh, and what, you know, Pete Carroll's coming out and saying about, you know, Hey, we need to protect Russell. We need to run more, right. all this stuff. So are you buying um, into any of that? Do you really think that Russell Wilson's sitting on an actual hot seat at this point or, or what's, what's the deal with that? I think Seattle is sitting on the hot seat with Russell Wilson, to be honest with you. I think Russell, because we've seen how good he is. Like, he wants to do that. He likes doing that. He's a Super Bowl champion. And a guy who didn't stumble into one. This isn't like a sexy Rexy kind of situation. This is like Russell Wilson and his, and his belief in the possible are what have propelled Seattle's recent success. I mean, as a Packers fan, you know, God, it, it freaking hurts me so much of how much that dude and his just belief in the impossible has ended our seasons in these ridiculous mm-hmm. fashions. But um, you just can't knock it. Like, you can't knock it. What he brings, he does something that other players just don't do. Like, he, he brings something that Tom Brady brings to the table. Like, he yeah. does more than he should. He believes in more than most do, which stretches his realm of possibility. And that's such a hard thing to find in an individual. Mm-hmm. Like, you got that in Russell Wilson. I don't care if he's 5'10". Like, this is a Super Bowl right. champ who, like, can be a, the best quarterback in the league, or at least top three. Oh, we've definitely – I mean, we saw it at the beginning of last year, right? Uh, yeah. So, yeah, there's definitely that for sure. Uh, we've got a lot of picks here uh, that we – this is getting kind of wild, Austin. It I just, super is, man. I don't even, I'm like so disoriented. I'm loving my team, but. I know, but I'm also like, because this is, I'll be honest with you, this is my first super flex mock of the year. Yeah. And so, yeah, I'm a little like miscombobulated on some of the value that's here and what I, where I should go. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, you've got Jalen Hurts. I like that as one quarterback. Um, we're kind of, you know, a ton of quarterbacks have been taken off the board now. We've got Patrick Mahomes, Trevor Lawrence, Deshaun Watson, Lamar Jackson, Kyler Murray, Russell Wilson, Dak Prescott, Josh Allen, Justin Herbert, Jalen Hurts, Justin Fields, Aaron Rodgers, and Joe Burrow are all gone. The FF therapist says, got sniped with Josh Allen and sniped with Hurts. Man, was not expecting the back-to-back tight ends. Thought one would drop to me. That football therapist, he's getting hit right now. He's getting sniped like a good uh, like a TNT war movie right now. Right, here, let me. Uh, this is wild. Okay, so Joe Mixon is available. And still here. He's still here. On the receiver side, still you got Julio Jones, Kenny Galladay, Amari Cooper, Keenan Allen. A lot of these you, guys. Some, you have some. I, I I was thinking about Keenan Allen, especially in this PPR to get yeah. kind of. But I'm wondering if I just. I've got three running. I mean, I really like Joe Mixon here. Like, I don't understand. I mean, I understand that he was injured for half the season, but, uh, but as a fourth, uh, I don't see. This is why we gotta. This is why we mock people. This is why we mock. 
Ten seconds. I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna go I'm gonna go Keenan Allen. I like that. Um, I I was very much contemplating here going Joe Mixon. I like the value of Joe Mixon. Uh, yeah. And I say this as someone who wasn't massively burnt by Joe Mixon, and yeah. so uh, that's why I can kind of talk like this. Um, but I do need to get a wide receiver, so let me get Keenan Allen, who is a PPR machine with Herbert. So. so underrated. He like, he's a very good talent. He's not a physical freak. He's not on that same level as some of the elite, elite wide receivers, but he's good enough. He's the number one guy on the team. He's going to get more opportunity than maybe his talent level describes, but he's never let it down. So maybe his talent mm-hmm. level is actually just better than people evaluate. And he's almost like this. Um, he's almost like a rich man's Robert Woods. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. That's a pretty good one. Okay. So let me ask is, uh, and Travis mentioned it to me uh, the other day when we were just uh, chit-chatting. And it was interesting to me. I, didn't, I had never thought about it. But there are a lot of people, I guess, in the league that they think that Robert Woods is – he's been overachieving the last mm-hmm. couple of years and that mm-hmm. he's like just like kind of an average wide receiver. Yeah. What do you think? Do you think that Robert Woods is just an average wide receiver or do you think that he um, and he was just been put in a good situation or do you think he's legit like a really good wide receiver and people are just underrating how good of a wide receiver is kind of like the Keenan Allen. Is he like the new Keenan Allen? I think that he is his 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 length of success is too long to call any of it a fluke. He could be an overachiever in a real sense of like, um, you know, when you watch the last dance, the Michael Jordan documentary and Steve mm-hmm. Kerr defined himself as an overachiever and in a negative way of like, I'm, gonna, I'm not a guy who should be good enough to be in the league. I don't have that talent level, but I've worked my ass off to be in a position where I'm on the Chicago bulls and I deserve mm-hmm. to be here. I'm going to show you that. And maybe Tyler Lockett is an overachiever. Like maybe he does just what it takes so that he can, be open and catch passes. He doesn't look the best doing it, but the man catches passes. He does it in pivotal situations. I don't care how good he looks or what his 40 time is. Like he makes it happen. He's a good guy to have on your team. I don't care who my team is. I'd like to have Robert Woods on that team. It's a good football player. Good teammate. Yeah. Yeah. That's how I would take it. I like that. I like that take. Uh, we got a uh, football therapist in here saying it's nice seeing the updated ADP, but some of these older players are being extremely undervalued compared to the rookies. Yeah. And, and you generally start to see, uh, and then Jacob Blay saying, I agree with that ADP. Yeah. I, I, you definitely start seeing the rookie thirst and hype uh, definitely uh, come in strong, especially because as of right now, it's all, wherever we, Oh, what if he lands here? This would be a complete steal. Right. So that's part of the whole, uh, equation and, and draw and allure of these rookie running backs and wide receivers that are going, but yeah, I do agree. Hey, if, like we said, if you are drafting early, you take advantage of this because generally these rookie wide receivers don't come in right away and pan out. I mean, the last couple of years, yes, there have been a, a few wide receivers that have done it and have been very impressive. But there's also been on the opposite coin as well, like Jerry Judy, Jerry Judy. He came in, everyone was super hyped on him and he just disappointed because he didn't have, you know, the right quarterback to get him consistently the ball. So you have to kind of weigh that option, right? Like, I, so 
Yeah, it's so much of the situation of where they land and what kind of opportunity that specific team is going to allow for them. And, you know, like all those really good wide receivers that didn't provide consistent production, whether it's, you know, talented guy like a Jalen Rieger or you mentioned Jerry Judy or like, I mean, honestly, CeeDee Lamb even falls in that camp who I think is going to be the alpha in Dallas and not too long a time, but there was just so many other mouths to feed. He, you know, after Dak went down, it you just couldn't count on him, but great streaming options. I guess that's kind of what these top level wide receivers end up being for me. Like Justin Jefferson was a great streaming option until he did it so many times. He was a hand, like an unquestioned wide receiver one. Yeah. But like a lot of those guys are, are are mainly streaming options until they prove it otherwise. But I would pause because I was Johnny such a resistor to rookie wide receivers. It was just a filter I put in my head and I said, I'm just not going to mess with rookie wide receivers. There's so many things to concern yourself with in fantasy football. Um, rookie wide receiver, just taking it off my list. And I've missed out in years past. Like, you know, when Mike Evans, I think Mike Evans was like the sixth or seventh rookie wide receiver to break a thousand yards his rookie season and since then there's just been like usually like one a year who ends up doing you know like terry mclaurin a couple years ago he didn't break it but he got like 900 and something yards aj brown and dk metcalf too got close um jeff Jeff broke it last year but and i do think that like your eyeballs will tell you a lot about a wide receiver and whether it's it's flu and match matchups as well Mm -hmm. um and so another reason why you should follow us, the fantasy whispers throughout the season, um, because we'll tell you which matchups to play those rookie wide receivers. Um, but yeah, it, you make a good point in that they are very much more, they are more streamer streamers at the yeah. position than they are a consistent uh, weekly play. Um, I do want to give a quick pause here to Oh, if I can get my mouse over here. Give a shout out. Stepmom Lauren in here. Ah, an early mock draft. Uh, huge shout out to Stepmom Lauren. We love her. Oh, content. Facebook. So, John, are you yeah. pulling in the comments just from the different platforms that they're hitting us up on? Yeah, man. I'm oh, cool. you, uh, both YouTube, Facebook. If people are on Periscope right now, we got we got like nine people joining us right now. We've got two thumbs up on, on Facebook. That's Those are two, I think, our two first live thumbs up on facebook so like it oh yeah stepmom lauren what's going on stepmom lauren great to see you even if it's just a profile picture nice to see you (laughs) right here is picking uh his seventh round pick to pair along with alvin kamara austin eckler jalen hurts miles sanders keenan allen jk dobbins now it's his boy dj it worked out. It worked out. I did. I took a little gamble. I liked the J.K. Dobbins value there, uh, sitting in the six, and I yeah. was like, "Oh, I don't really want to pass. I know he won't make it past, uh, you know, this this round." And so, but I like D.J. Chark because of Trevor Lawrence being in there now, and he'll be the number one, uh, you know, for Trevor Lawrence. And so. I was like, oh, do I take the gamble that he, you know, DJ Chark will still be there? I rolled the dice and it was. It paid off. Hey. I love it, dude. You love that. Don't you? Man, you're loving that stuff. What do you like, Robert Woods or Juju Smith Schuster this season, Johnny? I think a big part, I can't answer that right now because yeah. of where we don't know where Juju's going to land. There's a lot of rumors that, you know, the Jets want want to uh, bring him there, that uh, the Raiders are huge, um, are huge on the Juju bandwagon. Um, so it, I, 
it all depends, I would say, on who brings them in and how much money they, they're going to pay them, because I think that those two things dictate a lot. Um, you know, generally, they don't bring in a big wide receiver and pay him a lot if you know if they're not going to use him and i think you can also look at the scheme too like what do especially like if he goes to a team like the raiders who use the slot wide receiver a lot i mean you look at hunter renfro uh guys like that um i think that he would see a major uptick and i would probably i don't know see it's hard because matthew stafford now is with um which I, I do like a little bit more. I think I would still lean Robert Woods as of right now, as of recording this on, you know, February 15th. I think I would still go Rob, Bob, Bobby trees, man. I think he's underrated. I think he's underrated. Yeah, never Jacob blaze. Let's say he took Robert Woods. That's a good pick there. The dude just always outperforms all the time. And he's still only 28 years old. Like he's, he's, he like just entered his prime from a wide receiver perspective. He's healthy. He's got rapport. I mean, I know he's got a new quarterback coming in here. That's a little bit of a wild card, but um, Matt Stafford can produce for wide receivers. I'm not concerned about that really at all. No, yeah, at all. I mean, we've seen him like Marvin. Think about it. Like, who do you think is better, Marvin Jones or Robert Woods? You would say Robert Woods. And so we've seen what Matthew Stafford can do for Robert Woods. Or, I mean, for Marvin Jones. And so you would say... My cat is crawling behind the computer right now. <laughs> you can't see what yeah, he's doing. Yeah, wants to get in. Wants to get in on this live. Hey, yeah. hey, your cat, uh, your cat heard that we were streaming on three platforms now and was like, yo, we're big time. I want to get on screen. Let's go. Yeah. So, Johnny, I'm sitting here. I'm trying to take – I think I'm going to take another wide receiver. Okay. I don't love the my, the wide receiver, the running back options, and I got three good ones already. Um. But I'm looking here at Juju Smith-Schuster, Devontae Parker, and honestly, Marquise Brown. I just like that upside. Yep. It's probably not a. It probably looks the nicest on a mock draft. A Marquise Brown, <laughs> right? Yeah. You know what I'm doing? I'm gonna go for the clicks on here. I like Juju Smith-Schuster. That's a, that's a sexy name too. But I know a lot of people are pausing. They're gonna say, "What about? What about uh, Marquise Brown?" Though at least we're just hoping that he continues to develop. He is that number one wide receiver option. And I think that you started to see that at the end of last year. It started to click a little bit more. Um, and yeah. I do think I do think that Marquise Brown is going to be a sleeper pick uh, this year. I do like the T. Higgins pick as well. Uh, Ooh, yeah. I'm going to follow suit in the wide receiver uh, run here a little bit. And you've got a lot of yeah. See, it, it, I, still like, I like Parker. I like Hilton. I like Schuster here. Eighth round. Yeah. I mean, come on. It, Absolutely. And and here's where I, I will take Juju because I think the upside is definitely there and he's a slot wide receiver. So wherever he goes, he's probably going to get a decent amount. I do think Devontae Parker. Now, I will say, like, I would be happy to take Devontae Parker here. I do think yeah. Devontae Parker is undervalued as well. You're talking about another guy um, who doesn't get much love because you know, he was injured last year and, and things he like that. But. Through the injuries, though, last year, which is yeah. different than what he's used to being. Like we saw two years ago, him ball out, him showing you what people expected him to be after years of just fainting from small adversities. Right. But now last year, like he was dealing with a lot of injuries. He played through a lot of injuries. He's still that number one. I think Preston Williams is actually going to help him out when he comes back and is healthy. You know, Devontae Parker can – 
get a little bit tougher, maybe lean a little bit in, you could see Devontae Parker be a strong wide receiver too for the next couple of years. Oh, we have a great point here. I I do agree with that, uh, Austin, that take. Sorry. Um, The football therapist saying, got to scroll down very far. So many guys deep on the pool. And Mm -hmm. I was just scrolling like even deeper than where I was. And 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 he's right. I mean, you've got, well, I don't want to say all the all the guy, but even like right after me, Brandon Ayuk. As of right now, I would probably take Brandon Ayuk over Juju Smith Schuster. Oh, I would have taken Ayuk over Marquise Brown for sure. Good heads up, fantasy yeah. football there, the football therapist. We're still trying to adapt the ADP, but we'll get there yeah. eventually. But that was great. I did know on that one. That's I. I did take uh, James Robinson there in the fifth. Cause we'd had this in years past or like mocks in the last couple of weeks. Um, yeah. So you can find some real steals right now in our mock drafts, which we're going to be doing every Monday. So enjoy them. Brandon Ayuk there in the eighth, you know, I love Brandon Ayuk. I, he was my favorite rookie wide receiver last year, just based on his play style and what he did. He, he's like a, I know he's not anywhere near the the speed or anything of a Tyreek Hill, but he just reminds me of like this LaShawn McCoy, Tyreek Hill glitch speed, like glitch action to him. He hurdles dudes. He like cuts dudes. Like, I don't know. It's just really cool. Yeah. Oh man. Did you get through it? I did. I went, I, I was going to go TJ Hawkinson because uh, yeah, I really like him uh, as a breakout candidate this year. Yeah. And then, but like Devonte Parker was still there and we were just talking about, it, and I was like, well, why not grab him as well? And I was like, crossing my fingers that DJ Hawkinson would make it to the 10th round. And I should have, I should have known better. We were drafting with experts here. So um, that was unfortunate. Now I got to figure out where I'm going to go differently there, but it's a good question. DJ Hawkinson. You see anything about Hunter Henry on this one. I like him. I see Robert Tunyon's got the wide receiver designation, Johnny. That's new. Whoa. That's wild. Yeah. Ooh. Great pickup. That is a fantastic pickup that we just spotted, Austin. I don't think you really – I don't think – that's a, that's pretty awesome. It's a big one, right? That is a big one because you talk about, you know, players being able and eligible for different designations. It gives you another out when you're playing week to week. Uh, yeah. I don't think a lot of people talk – I mean, that was what the craze was so much with, uh, you know um, – Taysom Hill was that he was not only quarterback eligible, but he was tight end eligible right? So in many leagues. And so it was basically playing a quarterback, which is, you know, in most leagues, uh, the highest scoring position. And you're putting him at a position where, um, you know, it is very unlikely that they're going to score as much as a quarterback, unless you maybe have Travis Kelsey and it's a PPR or whatever. Right. But, um, with the other, you know, most people would say, well, I mean, how is uh, Tunyon a huge advantage at a wide receiver? You wouldn't normally play a tight end at a wide receiver spot. And I would say, well, you never know on a week to week, especially playing last year with COVID, uh, Austin, how many times were we, you know, that we were about to have a game played or whatever, and you had to swap out a player. And so it's nice to have that extra player eligibility. It's definitely nice, right? Like you might not do it. You might not use it. You're probably not looking forward to using Tunyon in your wide receiver spot. Most of the time you'd rather have him in the tight end, but you just never know. Like you never know where you're going to find yourself that week after your guy got hurt and there's a weird extra buy. And then 
we saw last year how many extra variables you might have to deal with. So you're always going to appreciate that flexibility being added. Um, I was trying to look at some of the tight end numbers from last year because I had a really uh, one that really stood out to me last year. And it's my turn to pick though, so I'm going to go ahead and make my pick. All right. Um, while you're talking, I'll uh, I will say, touching real quick uh, back on the player position. I always like to say this. I won a championship, a fantasy football championship because of that loophole one year when Joe Webb was the um, wide receiver for the Minnesota Vikings and uh, their quarterback went out the previous week. He was the emergency quarterback because he had played it in college. And um, so I put him at the wide receiver spot, even though he was a quarterback. And he got me just enough fantasy points uh, to win me a championship. So that was there you go. Oh, look at we got. Uh, also, I want to touch on who you're thinking here in just a second. But uh, we got the snap coming in here. Our boys, Kyle Pitts. He's hey. the snap. We love their content. Uh, go check them out. They'll hop on. Hopefully, we'll have them on the show in the next couple of weeks. I think we're trying to work on that. But uh, definitely, definitely great content over there. All right, Austin, where, where do you think you got 20 seconds left, man? I'm thinking about adding another wide receiver or another quarterback, honestly, because of this oh, multiple yeah. situation. I think that's probably what I should do. I'm looking at right now Tua. I'm also looking at Jameis. I hate Jameis Winston as a human being, but we're not we're not going on dates. We're trying to win fantasy football yeah. championships here. So um, I'm going to go ahead and add him. Who could you know? We last time we saw him start was a 5,000 yard, 45 interception thrower. But we'll. Uh, We'll hope he's gotten his vision checked out and his <laughs> brain adjusted and uh, his morals put in check. And he can come and lead the Saints to a successful season. We'll see. We'll see about I'm, that. This one, that one's really interesting to me because... Taysom Hill did good. Huh? Taysom Hill did good. Well, Taysom Hill, yeah. Like that's, I don't know that they are necessary. Everyone is saying, ooh, A.J. Dillon in the 10th. That's very nice. Everyone's saying that Winston is going to be the starting quarterback. And I don't, I mean... I'm sure Sean Payton could fix him to be, you know, better, um, but maybe less less turnovers. But I, they had everyone had said that when Taysom Hill had signed that contract, he signed it under the premise that he would be the starting quarterback when Drew Brees was not their starting what contract quarterback. Was that? Anymore. It was that contract. Um, it was like a three-year, I believe. I'd have to look it up. I have to vet that. But I believe that that's um, where it was. So you got to think that why would all of a sudden a summer after they just rolled with him and they won with him? It wasn't right. like they lost with him. They won with him. So why all of a sudden would they all you know then switch it up? And I don't know. It just – I don't know what I'm going to do here, dude. Okay, I'm just going to go Jonu Smith here. And double down on Jonu. I was looking at Irv Smith, but Debo Samuel, that's a good one. Um, but yeah, so that's where I'm at with that, Austin. Yeah, that's going to be an interesting one. At least, I mean, we just saw with the Buccaneers winning. I mean, in Tampa Bay with Antonio Brown, Rob Gronkowski, Leonard Fournette, Tom Brady. How much can change in a year, right? New Orleans mm-hmm. is. Not too far away from that, from that whole shakeup coming their way. We got uh, 
the snap saying, oh, yes, always down to talk shop with the lads. Uh, yeah, yeah, man. Well, you heard it here. Everyone heard it here. We have witnesses. They are saying they're going to we got to get that scheduled up. They'll get, they'll come on. They're good guys. They're good guys. Yeah. Chase Mahaney get hit us up with that info there. Chase Mill, two year, twenty one million dollars. Oh, my, my guys. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So they so he's got what one. I wonder if that's left or if that was the total contract. He might have one more year. He might have one more year left. So either way, man, I'm excited to see there's so much excitement that's coming up and why we, these mock drafts, especially starting early, actually, I think is a real advantage. You know, um, some people think it's kind of silly to get this going one. It's just fun. So it's, mm-hmm. we're having fun. You don't need another excuse for fun other than that. Um, but other than that, it's like, you start to think about players. You start to think about situations. Then we see the draft. Then you actually like, we're already framing up what could be. And now things have happened. And then we see the off season adjustments come in. So just keep monitoring the situation. It's like, yeah, you could get totally downloaded in August and be all right. But when you watch the way a team moves, when you watch how far they go to say, acquire a certain wide receiver, you know that they've got real energy and plans for that wide receiver, which could be like, Oh, like I'm going to bump him up in my book because I know how bad this team wants this guy. You know, yeah. we talked like David Johnson last year who didn't, didn't look great, but fantasy wise, like he kind of overproduced for, I think what his body should have allowed just because we knew how bad Bill O'Brien wanted him and what the other Texans running back situation looked like. So you're like, no, this is just going to be good for fantasy football. Like you're going to be frustrated as a Texans fan, but from fantasy football, we, we know that this is an advantage. Yep, absolutely. And uh, the snap did just uh, verify that 2021 is the last year of the deal. 11.1 gotcha. million dead cap. So, yeah, they'll, they'll probably keep him. And I do want to say Zach Wilson, right? I took Tua as my second quarterback, Austin, which yeah. I, I do like um, unless he gets traded to – Texas and or Houston, and that would be kind of bad. But Zach Wilson is someone that's interesting uh, to me. He's a rookie quarterback. Uh, we did a little bit of a dive into him. He's very, very interesting. He's out of BYU, and um, people love Zach Wilson. Yeah, man. You're like saying, like, hold your hold your guns on Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, Zach. I know, right? He could be that like Baker Mayfield surprise number one. Not, I don't think yeah. that will actually happen. No, but um, yeah, man, it, I'm excited and intrigued by whatever team picks him up. And like, imagine the hype. Imagine the hype, especially because we don't know for sure that Big Ben is coming back 100%. Mm. Um, even though I, I do think he will, but like, imagine if they went out and picked him up. Like, that would just. That's a great team, I think, to bring that example to because we saw them last year like when they were 10, 11, 12, and 0. We knew what a complete team Mike Tomlin had put together, led by their defense, great weapons at the wide receiver spot, a lot of different running backs they could use. And Big Ben, you needed him there, but you don't, you don't need a – what Big Ben does to Pittsburgh is not the same thing that um, Patrick Mahomes does for Kansas City, mm-hmm. right? It's like you've got a, you got a real team here that – uh, that just comes in and fills in. So a rookie quarterback in Pittsburgh, I'm not really concerned about. I agree with you 100%. Like, I'm excited, actually, about what that could mean. 
football therapist saying really intrigued on the ADP difference here between Fields and Wilson when both have been debated as the QB two in this draft. Big difference between the two. Yeah, I I do think um, that they're both intriguing, and I think Fields. I think a lot will depend on where these quarterbacks land. Right, um, kind of like Hertz. Hertz was very intriguing to me last year, um, mm. but then he landed in Philadelphia, and you instantly knew, okay, it's going to be a little bit of time before Hertz even gets a shot. He could be good, but we don't know, and so that kind of um, deflated his draft capital or whatever. What whatever, but. Um, it, it will be interesting depending on where those two guys go. And then you'll, you'll really see kind of what the ADP is. Right. How, how good do you think this rookie wide receiver class is right now, Johnny, outside of the quarterback position? I know there's three really good rookie wide receivers, two out of Alabama. Um, and then the, the third one, but, but how do you think the rest of the skill positions are stacking up? How do the running backs in this field look at everybody else? Dude, it's like, I'm excited for the position yeah. skill positions in this draft are here. Let me just make a pick real quick. And then I, I will get into that because, Oh man, I've been starting to scout, look at film and stuff. And there are some intriguing guys. This is a deep draft. Mm. I want to go. So sorry. Uh, bear with me as I uh, look at in this round, we're in the 12th round right now. We saw Daryl Henderson lead the way Preston Williams to follow JD McKissick. Logan Thomas, the former quarterback turned tight end, Anthony Miller, Terrace Marshall, Robert Tunyon I took, uh, followed by Nikhil Harry and Robbie Anderson. Johnny's got two seconds left. He lost his time. Did he make it? Did he make Corey Davis? Did he get him up? No. I got one. Dang it. That's a, well, he's at least my handcuff on uh, uh, Miles Sanders pick. Whatever. Yeah, that wasn't bad, actually, right? That was yeah, kind of it ended up working out for me for one time only. Uh, or actually, remember last year, but speaking of which, remember last year we were doing the mock drafts and I got so upset because the mock, it was an early mock draft and it mocked me, it mocked me Robert Gronkowski and I yeah. was so upset and it was like, okay. oh, that actually ended up panning out a little bit. But yeah. Um, sorry. Uh, so, Austin, I was going to get to uh, your point on these rookies, right? Uh, yeah. I, this is an extremely deep class, uh, like the rookie wide receivers and the rookie running backs. I do think that like obviously and quarterbacks. Yeah, I do think that, you know, obviously you have your top guys. You know, you do have your tier one guys, but those tier two guys, um, you know, you talked about the top three wide receivers. I really think there's about like a top five or top six, really. That is like kind of like a one A and one B. Most people might not see it that way. They might say, yeah, there's a clear cut between the top three and then the top six, you know, top six is like a tier two. But, mm-hmm. you know, depending on landing spots, don't be surprised. Mm-hmm. I mean, just look at this. Like last year, for example, we thought that was a deep wide receiver class, and it was. Don't get me wrong, but like T. Higgins and Justin Jefferson, these guys were falling even in rookie drafts to the second round. Yeah, and these guys are are. I mean, look at even in this two quarter or two quarterback league. Look, T. Higgins went in the eighth, and um, trying to think of where you had Ayuk go in the yeah, second in ours yeah, too. Yeah, so I mean. You're seeing that, right? Oh, there we go. I got Corey. Oh, I was talking again. Unbelievable. I was going to get Corey Davis. That's unbelievable. There we go. That's what I get for chit-chatting and trying to draft at the same time, which we don't advise doing, people. We don't advise. But that was just – Right? like, I'm drafting. 
Exactly. But that just goes to show how excited I am for these rookie wide receivers uh, and, and the, and the rookie running backs like Chubba Hubbard. Like I think depending on where he goes, like he could be in a Michael Carter's interesting looking at that position. Um, I will say, I don't know how deep the tight end position. I think there's just, you know, there's just um, Kyle Pitts and then everybody else uh, at that. I haven't, we haven't dove super deep in the tight end position quite yet, but yeah. Uh, yeah. There's, I mean, there's some really awesome skill uh, guys coming into this draft. I'm super excited for our dynasty rookie drafts. I'm excited for the actual NFL draft. See where these guys end up landing. That makes such an impact on the viability of these uh, football players from a fantasy football perspective. Not all the off season adjustments. It's like the NFL and the NBA have gotten a lot more, willing to make drastic moves and i just think it's i think it's fun for everybody involved i think it's good for the game i think it's good for the fans i think it's um certainly fun to watch so um i i love all the extra movement that we see continuing to come out i hope we see more of it yep 100 percent agree well austin we are you're on the clock for the last round here um if you are new to our channel and just tuning in do not leave us because the fun is just beginning uh we we will then go into diving and breaking down and giving grades to those that have mock draft with us uh they have become our world famous uh draft grades uh and even though it's february 15th we still give out draft grades of course and i'll tell you i'll tell you mine is definitely going down with the last <laughs> few picks that i've had that's for sure um but if you want to join in on next week's draft if you didn't get in on this one make sure you follow us on twitter on instagram or on youtube uh so you can get in on next week's mock draft we tweet out that oh it set me on auto that's why that's there why it keeps are. picking me unbelievable i was i wanted to say i'm back how do I say I'm back? Uh, I think it's under the bottom, or it's on a. Is there a little auto thing on the right side usually? That's that's unfortunate. You drop. What happens if you drop down the names? If you click the down arrow, or on on the on the right side, above the players, above the chat. I was going to go I down. No, oh, yeah, we're in the last round. That's we're unfortunate. Round. Uh, I would have definitely taken Mike Jacecki there, but. Once again, I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying to figure everything out. I'm trying to run everything on a new platform, Austin. So, it's a straight art, man, and it's been really cool to see people jumping in from Facebook, from YouTube, having it all centrally right here. Um, oops, and man, I sorry I'm missing some guys here in the chat. Man, the football therapist been coming in. Yeah, yeah. Fantasy football 2021's been sharing some great tidbits with us. Jacob Blay, of course, doing his thing and. Jay Blizzy here has been awesome to have everybody, but good job, John. You're running the new StreamYard platform. It's looking really good. Appreciate it. I got to adjust a couple of graphics things here, but everything's a process, Austin. We'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. And we are getting to the end of our mock draft here on this February 15th mock draft. As soon as Captain Bob makes his final selection, what we're going to do is Johnny and I will break down both of our teams. Let us know who you think did a better job between Johnny and myself. And then we'll go ahead and go through Jacob Blaze, the FB Therapists, um, Jay Blizzy, and Captain Bob's teams as well. Do a quick breakdown and give them our letter grades. And then the other member of our panel, Johnny or myself, will say if we agree or disagree and fill more air with words after that. So, Johnny, you want to take it away? You want to go ahead and start us off? Uh, no, go ahead. Here, let me All just right. set you. Yeah, go ahead. 
Took the rushing champion, Derek Henry, at the 1-6. Really thought about Devontae Adams here in this PPR format. I think next year, Devontae Adams is just going to beast as he did this year. There's no reason why he's not. But Derek Henry, I think, is on a similar trajectory just at the running back position. Happy to take him there. Saquon Barkley fell. I understand that's likely due to concerns of his health and the attractiveness of other players here. But Saquon Barkley is arguably the best running back in the NFL when healthy. He will be healthy to start the year. He plays for the Giants. That's not great for him. But uh, we've seen really, really good running backs do impressive things on bad teams. You just need to have him stay healthy. Hasn't happened in two years, but he's still got the health and pedigree and genetics to make that happen. He's 24 years old. So love that. DeAndre Hopkins, alpha main vein wide receiver for the Cardinals. Um, Calvin Ridley. I haven't loved Calvin Ridley picks in the past, but he showed me it, it, he is the wide receiver now. Julio Jones is going to still do his thing, but Calvin Ridley is just that good. Um, I'm excited to see the new reign, the new face of the wide receiver room in Atlanta with Calvin Ridley. I think it's probably safe to say um, next year it's it's Calvin Ridley and, and then Julio Jones. James Robinson, the out-of-nowhere undrafted rookie, who I think has a really good shot of repeating that success next year, took in the fifth as my third wide receiver. Um, I did hold back on drafting a quarterback just to see what was available. Um, Tom Brady and Baker Mayfield as my two. Not disappointed with that. Like their floor, like their ceilings. I think Baker Mayfield could be a sneaky play um, next year with a higher ceiling than I think a lot of people give him credit for. Marquise Brown, boom play at the wide receiver spot, hoping development stays with him. Evan Ingram, I think, is the best pass catcher on the New York football giants. Um, Jameis Winston is my third quarterback. Michael Gallup, who we said last week is getting slept on in a big situation. He could be a sneaky play. Keep an eye out for him. Um, Robert Tunyon is my backup tight end. Uh, Henry Ruggs there, last year's first wide receiver taken off the board by the Las Vegas Raiders, who did show some pop. And then Zach Moss, who I think will lead the backfield for the Buffalo Bills. It's arguably just like a flat-out steal there with Zach Moss at the very, very end. Um, I get why people aren't super stoked or confident, but um, we'll see where he's at week two of, of the 2021 season. And that's my team, Johnny. I like your team. I, I definitely think that your team was better than my team uh, this round. But I'll just break it. I'll break mine down anyway. So uh, I took Alvin Kamara in the first. I think there is a debate to be had whether Alvin Kamara should be the number one overall fantasy player next year or not. But, you know, I like him as that uh, at that three spot. Dalvin Cook would have been another interesting uh, yeah. or a name that I would have also considered. But in this mock draft, I'll go with Alvin Kamara, see what it looks like. Uh, in the second, I want Austin Eckler. Uh, just doubled up my running backs there, and they're both PPR guys. Uh, Jalen Hurts in the third. I wanted to grab a quarterback like we were talking about earlier in the show that has upside, uh, and with everyone grabbing a quarterback early, I wanted to grab my upside guy. So that was Jalen Hurts for me. Uh, I grabbed Miles Sanders uh, in the fourth. I just took value there. Uh, Keenan Allen, we talked about how much of a PPR monster he is. Uh, really like that value there to start and lead off my wide receivers. Uh, J.K. Dobbins, once again, was a value pick for me. I try to leave myself that flexibility in my drafts where I can take best value available. Uh, and then DJ Chark, Juju, Devontae Parker, three wide receivers uh, I took in the next three rounds. Uh, my tight end is Jonu Smith. Tua Tungavailoa is my other quarterback that I took in the 11th. I'm pretty excited about that. The 
barring a trade uh, to Houston. I would be excited about that as my QB two. I think it's okay. And then these last three picks uh, were auto picked. Uh, and this is where my draft fell apart. Uh, where Boston Scott, not too bad because that was a handcuff, but then Keyshawn Vaughn, uh, we'll see. Uh, what they do at the running back position there, but I don't really like that as of right now. And Keenan, uh, or sorry, uh, Alan Lazard at the 14th pick, which I expect the Green Bay Packers to, to get a quarterback this year. So we'll see about that. But I like it, man. I like how many good wide receivers you actually still pull together, not taking one though until the fifth in a three team, three wide receiver PPR mock draft you you didn't take one till the fifth and keenan allen but keenan allen dj Chark, juju smith schuster and Devonte parker it's pretty good well yeah. alvin Kamara and austin eckler and i think that jalen hurts pick you, you took him right where you needed to take him like you yeah. wouldn't have been back like joe burrow was taken by the fb therapist there on the fourth i personally would rather have jalen hurts over joe burrow mm-hmm. we'll see if that ends up being a dumb statement but you you, you took him right where you needed to yeah. so Appreciate that. Like All right. Uh, you want to start off Captain Bob's breakdown here? Yeah. Captain Bob at the 1 1 took Patrick Mahomes and Justin Herbert then in the second. So um, a lot of running or quarterbacks are taken. He, Justin Herbert there. I don't, I don't hate it in this situation. So Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, huge cannons. Um, DeAndre Swift and Antonio Gibson. That's a really nice um, young running back staple. Love it, actually. DJ Moore, CD Lamb. Uh, I like the DJ Moore pickup there. He didn't get a wide receiver again until the fifth round. Um, and then Brandon Cooks and Chase Claypool. Lower ceiling, especially the Brandon Cooks pick. Weird things kind of going on in Houston. We'll see what happens with their quarterback situation. Not a bad pickup, um, but CD Lamb is your two. He's still technically the number three wide receiver over there. That gives me a little bit of pause. Um, Chase Claypool in the ninth could end up being their number one wide receiver. Deontay Johnson, Juju Smith-Schuster, and Chase Claypool had great weeks last season, and I would not be surprised to see Chase Claypool ultimately being the most flashy of the three. I also wouldn't be surprised to see him being the third of the three. Miles um, Gaskins is a really nice pick there in the 10, starting running back for the Dolphins, who played well as long as he was healthy. Um, Jerry Judy there in the 11th, nice. Um, Irv Smith, Jared Goff and Denzel Mims. I really like the, I like the the beginning of his draft. I like up through rounds one through five, and then I really like rounds nine through fourteen. Mm-hmm. Um, in the middle there, though, CD Lamb, Kareem Hunt, Brandon Cooks. It's not my favorite, but I think this is a solid squad. I give it a, a B B plus. Um, it's got no real holes. I think you could have done a little bit better, but I think this is a very powerful team that you don't want to play most weeks. I, I like this. I think I agree with your B plus, but I I don't mind the C D Lamb and and Kareem Hunt picks. I we'll see with Brandon Cooks. You know, you're more of a, a Brandon Cooks fan than I am. And so that's where I would say maybe go somewhere else on that pick. But I mean I yeah. would be nitpicking at this point. But um I don't I do think there is a path to upside with C D Lamb uh being his second year and, and things like that. So uh, oh, for sure. I, I, I agree with the B plus. I agree with the B plus. It's good. All this right. I will uh, go over Jay Blizzy. He is uh, the reigning champ of uh, the Dy- or the the Whisper Nation Listener League. Shout out to him. Um, so he had the 102 spot. He took Christian McCaffrey in the first, took Dak in the second, then CEH in the third, 
Then he went back to back tight ends here, George Kittle and Darren Waller, which I I do like this strategy that strategy. I think he got good value on both those guys. Corlin Sutton in the sixth, then Matthew Stafford uh, in the seventh, Brandon Ayuk, Lavisca Chenault, Debo Samuel in the eighth, ninth, and tenth. Took Chuba Hubbard in the eleventh, which is a rookie running back uh, that You'll hear his name called in uh, April. And then Trevor uh, Trey, Trey Lance, who I was actually uh, starting to watch some to extended deep dive uh, footage into Trey Lance. He's very, very interesting to me. Uh, Dy- I don't know if I'm going to be able to pronounce this guy's name. Uh, well, I'll just call him D Brown and then Gus Edwards and the, and the 14th. Um, I think... I mean, Jay, Jay Blizzy, he, he jumps in here every single week and he shows you why he's a, a vet at drafting yeah. because yeah. this is a very nice draft. I mean, a lot depends on Dak Prescott. You would probably say his quarterback could be, uh, you know, a weakness. But, I mean, if Dak comes back and plays like he was playing or even, a, a, let's say, 10% less than what he was playing last year, I still think that's a very nice quarterback. And then Matthew Stafford, We've seen him. He, he throws for 5,000 yards and 30-plus touchdowns. Uh, he, he can do that. And so I, I do think he's in the offense where he'll be able to sling the rock. And I think that, yeah, Matthew Stafford is going to be a guy that's going to be on my list where, you know, if some certain quarterbacks go and I have to, you know, wait, you know, and I ultimately am punting the situation or the quarterback position, I, I think Matthew Stafford's good. So ultimately – a minus for this. Really? Draft. Yes. I got to go. I'm going to, I'm going to B on this. I feel like this Whoa. is a great mock draft. It's something like it. it I, I don't think Jay Blizzy would draft this way. And, and excuse me um, if I'm, if I'm incorrectly assessing your situation, but I don't think he would actually take this kind of team, but I think there's a lot of really great things to try on right here and see how it works out. Like George Kittle, Darren Waller. That's really cool. But when we're doing a super flex, when you can put a quarterback in that flex spot, um, I'm not looking yeah. to play a tight end in that second flex spot over a quarterback ever. And so, like, I love that stack right there. Um, but if I was we trying, have, to- we have a flex in this one. You have a flex and a super flex. Right, 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 right. I get it. Um, so, like, you, you might do that there. It's, it, it's not bad there. Um, but then it's just like, like. The wide receiver core, Cortland Sutton, Brandon Ayuk, LaVisca Chenault, Debo Samuel, low floor. Like it's a pretty low floor on that. I like mm-hmm. it. I love all these players. I love the young talent too. I even like the Ayuk and Debo Samuel double up. Um, you get the alpha in San Francisco no matter what, but it just doesn't have enough of a ceiling for me. You're, um, you're talking me down. I, I Maybe I jumped the gun a little bit. I, you said what? What are you, a B? I give him a B. I, I would go, uh, you talked me down a little bit, but not enough to go down to a B. I would say B plus on this. Okay. All right. That's cool. Um, I will take over on the FB therapist then. I'm excited to look at this. He's yeah. great commentary throughout the draft. So let's see. He drafts at the four and takes Dalvin Cook, Jonathan Taylor in the second. Love We're talking about Jonathan Taylor continuing to creep up drafts. Like it's That's going to be a great pick. You're going to be stoked about him no matter what. Um, Stephon Diggs, that's a real wide receiver one. Joe Burrow and Kirk Cousins are his quarterbacks. He did get them later. There was such a run of quarterbacks through the first three rounds. He avoided that and still ended up being with like a very respectable situation there. And Joe Burrow and Kirk Cousins and then Zach Wilson later on. And Joe Burrow does have really high ceiling. He throws it 60 times a game. He's got great wide receivers. Um, 
I'm excited about that pick here. Cam Akers is his third running back. Love that. Terry McLaurin is his second wide receiver, and T. Higgins is his third. It's a great one-two with wide receivers, especially when you don't get them so later. T. Higgins, you know, there is still Tyler Boyd over there, but T. Higgins looks really, really good. Mm-hmm. Um, high floor, especially. T.J. Hawkinson, great pick at the tight end spot. A.J. Dillon is a sneaky wide receiver, running back pick. You mentioned Zach Wilson. Robbie Anderson, Corey Davis, and Michael Pittman are three really good dart throw wide receivers to take in the last three rounds. I... Yeah, I like, tried to take Corey Davis three times in those last. <laughs> <laughs> I like this team. I like this team. Um, I think I'm going. The quarterback was the only one that I'm a little bit concerned with. I, I wish he had a little bit more of a. Maybe took a couple of extra dice rolls or targets on some upside quarterback play mm-hmm. later on. Um, because of that, I'm going to stick him with a B plus. I if it, if it had a little bit more pop at the quarterback side i'd go a minus but um i'm sticking with a b plus on this one for me really yeah it's a it's the quarterback is the question here um i think other and every other other position that he has it's great like i'm i'm like wow that's i like where he got the values i like the wide receivers he has his running backs are absolutely stacked um, but yeah, you talked about the the quarterback position, so uh, I would I would go B here as well. Uh, and then I do want to give you a shout out, Austin. Uh, you were well, and uh, Jay Blizzy, you, you said you're correct. Just wanted to see uh, how back to back tight ends turned out, and I think it looked great on Jay Blizzy's team. I know we were just talking about the FB therapist, but I just wanted to say that. Uh, and I like it in another like we saw Evan Silva during the mock draft marathon last year talk about taking Travis Kelsey, George Kittle, you know, not having a problem with that and, and doubling up in kind of weird situations. He was also advocating for Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf, like yeah. load them up. Yeah. I love that. And, hey, and that's exactly what we mock for is to try, try these things out in a safe place, in a safe environment where we don't judge, but we, on, do, uh, but we do give draft grades. But we do because we hold ourselves accountable, right? Yeah. We hold ourselves yeah. accountable. We're, all, we're all here committed to getting yeah. better. And exactly. we will relentlessly pursue perfection, knowing full well that perfection is unobtainable. But in the pursuit of perfection, we will be we will become great. Yes, absolutely. And somebody said something like that. <laughs> uh, all those snipes at quarterback early threw me off a bit. Had to zig and zag this draft. Well, hey, football therapist, you're drafting with professionals, my man. Uh, yeah. Welcome, welcome in. But yeah, no, it's it's and these professionals zigzagged and, and messed up too so oh yeah i know right bravado get in your way but uh all right i'm gonna go over uh jay blaze team uh our our number one fan here uh joining us again on this mock draft we've got he took kyler murray at the end of the first uh i like that pick as a cardinal fan i do think that kyler murray um I would have. I think that that's a good pick where he took him. I thought yeah. that was good value. Uh, t- takes Travis Kelsey in the second. I like the positional advantage that he has there. Um, we talked about, you know, especially in these kind of um, types of leagues, you try to find any little positional advantage you possibly can. I think that Travis Kelsey is one of those players as long as you can, yeah. uh, you know, figure that out in your draft. As long as it, it works out in your draft, then it's okay. And looking at this draft, we'll continue. We can judge it as we go here. Um, and so takes Justin Jefferson and DK Metcalf in the third and fourth round as one and two wide receivers. I love that. Uh, I think those are great values. You were talking about earlier how 
how in the heck did DK, uh, you know, fall all the way to the fourth round? Uh, yeah. So that, that was good value there. Ryan Tannehill, love that pick. I think he's underrated as a quarterback. Uh, I think he goes in that Matthew Stafford conversation of quarterbacks that, you know, if you miss out on that, you know, uh, that middle middle-ish like 1B kind of tier of quarterbacks and you're looking to just wait on the position. I think Ryan Tannehill is that guy and so I like him as a two quarterback guy. Kenyon Drake in the six. We'll see where he ends up and how that pick kind of turns out right now as his RB1 that might be a little bit of uh, a problem there. Robert Woods he took Bobby Trees. We had that long conversation on him in the seventh. Uh, Raheem Mostert in the eighth. I do like that value tremendously. I do think he remains yeah. the running back there. Jalen Rieger in the ninth. Will Fuller in the tenth. Then you took Alexander Madison in the eleventh. Daryl Henderson in the twelfth. Dallas Goddard in the thirteenth. Uh, and then Derek Carr in the fourteenth. Um, I like the wide receivers. I think the tight ends are a very big uh, strength here, and I'm and I'm very comfortable with his quarterbacks. I do think he's going to struggle as of right now at the running back position unless Kenyon Drake does resign. Um, then I think he might be okay, uh, but it'll still be a weakness. I would give this a B because I think the wide receivers in the quarterback and tight end position carry it to a B, but that's what my grade would be. Yeah. I'm going with a B as well, just because of, well, two, two, some really great strengths here. His wide receivers are phenomenal. I love Justin Jefferson and DK Metcalf, the ceiling that they bring. And then Robert Woods, we mentioned the floor that he brings as well was still a high ceiling there too. And Jalen Rieger, Will Fuller are great dice rolls. Um, dart throws to factor in, but Ryan Tannehill is your second quarterback taking it kind of early. I don't, I just don't love it, especially when you had like Matt Stafford taking two rounds later, Baker Mayfield, maybe Ryan Tannehill is that much better. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm being dumb here on him and, and I'll eat those words. Um, yeah, don't, yeah. You, uh, don't say that in front of big Travi. He'll, he'll go off. He'll tell you the numbers or how he compares to Pat Mahomes. Well, <laughs> You know, he definitely got some chops to him, but his his floor is a little concerning for me still. And then the running back situation is, is the only thing that really gets me going and why his his grade is depressed. It's it's the running backs for me. Kenyon Drake, Raheem Mostert, and Daryl Henderson all might not be starting, you know, next year. It's, it's, yeah. it's going to be that way. But we're drafting early, and so that's what it is. And um, I love that he's showing his depth of knowledge and going to cover his bases, and that's what we're drafting right now. We're figuring out the, the Kings after all of the earlier quarterbacks threw him off and his yeah. depth of inquiry and sense of wonder. Oh my that's, God. Uh, as, as our, uh, all modern used to say, yeah, we would get graded in high school on our depth of inquiry and sense of wonder, <laughs> your uh, ability to get into colleges. Yeah. So, all right, yeah. Austin, we made it through. That was a, our, our very first stream across all platforms. Uh, we appreciate everyone who followed uh, and and gave us a thumbs up or a like. And if you haven't, can you please do that? It really helps our channel grow. Uh, we appreciate you guys so much. Austin, you want to close out the show? Happy Valentine's, everybody. Um, if you didn't have one, I'll be your Valentine. I love you, and there's nothing you can do to change that. All right. Until next time, that's Austin Sear. I'm Johnny Game Time Hicks, and we're out of here. Peace. Peace. Thank you for listening to the Fantasy Whisperers podcast. You can hear more from John and Travis on Google Play, SoundCloud, and iTunes. 
You can also follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at TF Whispers.